Welcome to yet another episode of The Story of My Life, starring your one and only Sarah Adewalu. This is the second episode of May this week, which means I am keeping true to my promise after all of making at least two episodes per week, a Sunday episode and a regular episode. Yes, I can do that just fine. And you can tell this is a regular episode um, because there's no church choir music at the beginning. If you hear church choir music at, music at the beginning, then obviously you know that it, that that means that it's a Sunday episode. Um, but anyway, this is another YMCA-related episode where I continue to talk more about the rest of my co-workers at this summer camp at Camp Oratom in New York. Well, as many of them as I can talk about for now in this episode. In the previous episode on Sunday, you know, my Sunday episode, I only talked about the girl who served as the program director at the time and this woman who worked alongside me in my assigned camp group, Kahagan, which was the youngest age group of campers and had the largest number of campers um, broken up into four different color groups um, by seven or eight campers per color group. And those four colors were blue, red, green, and yellow. In the previous episode, I talked mostly about the woman in my Kahagan group, um, but after thinking about it while writing this episode script, I just realized there are a few things I forgot to mention about her. Um, so I'm going to mention them right now before I can talk about the other two male counselors who worked with me in the Kahagan group and the other colors. Um, so I t- as I talked about in the previous episode, um, this woman, um, she's Hispanic. Um, and she's bilingual too, so it makes it easier for her to communicate with some of the camper's parents in Spanish. Yeah, her Spanish is flawless. And but yeah, she did tend to be a bit harsh with me at times in terms of just sort of constantly reminding me and letting me know that I was in complete control of my assigned Kahagan campers um, in my assigned team color, which was blue. Um, she would tell me a lot of the time to pay close attention to these kids. And yeah, I talked about the girl in my assigned blue team. He sort of wandered off to the playground at one time while the rest of the Kahagan campers were only walking past the playground to go use the bathrooms. This girl um, just flat out defied me by going onto the swings and playing around the playground. When that was literally not my instruction at all. The instruction that I gave out was for them to line up and follow me so that they could use the bathroom, which was located across from the playground. And again, we were only passing by the playground. We weren't actually going to the playground. And that girl was the only camper in in the group who disobeyed me at that time. Because I wasn't sure what she was thinking about going running off to the playground when that was not my instruction. 
so anyway this woman um whose kahagan team color was green um she saw that this girl was on the playground and yeah i didn't mention that she kind of flipped out on me for allowing that girl to play on the swings and wander off from the group so yeah long story short you all know what happened which i mentioned before was that everything did end up turning out well um the woman did eventually apologize to me for being a bit hard on me um about that girl defying me and um that afternoon when we came back from the camp you know during the time of the campers afternoon dismissal time of you know signing them out to their parents to come pick them up um that was when i reported this girl's behavior to her mom um who made her apologize to me for um defying me yeah yeah so this woman you know the counselor um she wasn't really all that harsh and serious business though all the time (laughs) you know like i mentioned she was great with the kahagan campers um at one point she was assigned to the g1 group um you know also known as girls one which was a group of seven to eight girls all girls of course you know which had initially been my assigned camp group during the first two or three days of camp um before the supervisor permanently assigned me to the kahagan team um i saw that this woman did a superb job of leading those girls in the g1 group a much better job than me actually when i was initially their lead counselor um you know the g1 group i legit had no idea what i was doing because my idiotic ass self didn't realize that i had to follow their schedule of activities which was literally right in front of me the next two days after that i learned to follow their schedule and adhere to it and at the end of that day was when the supervisor decided to have me permanently assigned to a certain team color in kahagan and so this woman then became the new counselor for g1 so she and i sort of made a switcheroo with each other in terms of the camp groups um based on how our supervisor assigned us <clears throat> let me just take a quick water break i'm sorry sorry about that i'm back now um but anyway she was a she was also a great counselor to the kahagan campers yeah so this was one of the things i forgot to mention about her in the previous episode she was really engaging with the campers um but in terms of getting them to follow her instructions or to get dressed on time you know like changing back into their like change either changing into their swimming suits for swimming classes or changing back into their regular clothes after the swimming time and she would always give them a specific time to get dressed and ready like you have five minutes or something like that 
a much better job than me in fact because i would usually let them take their sweet little time to the point where i would get a little bit impatient and what and wonder what the hell these kids were doing that they're taking an eternity to get changed um it was mostly the girls who were taking longer to get dressed and such since they would be spending more time fooling around and everything while the boys would be quicker to get changed and that was an observation i made in the kahagan cabin there were two changing rooms one for the boys and one for the girls at least one counselor needed to be present in each of the rooms to you know supervise them as they were changing so yeah a male counselor in the boys room and a female counselor which in most cases was me in the girls room i wouldn't like actually be like standing inside the room while they were changing but you know i was just sort of like wait outside the room like sort of put my foot in the room because you know they didn't have doors there so it's just yeah but i was just wait by the wait outside the room as they were changing you know just sort of make mentally keeping track of the time that they were taking to change um this woman like if these kids were taking an eternity she would tell them you have three minutes two minutes one minute <laughs> you know just sort of getting them to like hurry the frick up already yeah this woman certainly knew how to work her magic with these campers when all the kahagan campers in every color group were lined up in a single file line to head down to the beach for their swimming lessons or anywhere else around the cabin for their schedule of activities um this woman would be the one counting their steps to get them to hurry up (laughs) i'm trying my best to remember exactly how she would do it but you know it was just super hilarious um i think it was one two three four you know something anything to get them to pick up the pace while they're walking down the hill to go up go up to the steps slash the hills of the cabin you know to the general cabin area um which is where the supervisor would give us her morning announcements before we all proceeded with our camp activities based on our specific schedules so yeah you know the counting would make me think that we were in the military or something i don't know it was just something that really cracked me up at the time and the campers themselves would count along as well and i would count too like it was just super hilarious to me so yeah this woman did have a sense of humor with these campers like she wasn't just like all that strict with me um but she certainly had like she certainly knew how to lighten up with them um even on the bus rides she would get them engaged in small games and conversations um well i mean the campers would naturally engage in conversations but she would usually have like a game for them to like play like and when i say the bus rides um i mean the 40 minute ride to camp or tom in the mornings 
as well as back to the Y building in the afternoons in time for the afternoon dismissal after the day camp program was over. Um, I think I explained this before in that YMCA episode, um, but transportation was provided to the counselors and campers um, to get to the campsite and Camp Oratown. Every day there were four buses and certain camp groups were assigned to certain buses. So I think a hagon was placed on one bus along with another camp group. The other camp group that I'll just make a guess as to who joined Kahagan was either one of the one G- girls groups, either G1 or G2 or I can't remember exactly which one of them joined Kahagan on the bus. Um, I think maybe it was both of them that joined Kahagan, but it was definitely Kahagan on that particular bus. Um, so all four Kahagan counselors with their respective color groups. Um, so that was myself, um, this woman and the two male counselors whom I'll be talking about in a little bit. Seating didn't really matter per se for Kahagan campers. Um, they were free to sit wherever they wanted on the bus. It's just that when we actually got to camp, they needed to follow their respective counselors in their respective color groups. So that meant that the campers who were in the blue team had to follow me because I was in charge of Kahagan Blue. And the green team campers had to follow this woman um, because obviously she was in charge of the green team so yeah they needed to follow her and you know so on and so forth with the other two male counselors based on their assigned colors yeah um but on the bus the seating didn't really matter so much as long as the whole camp group was sitting together um so kahagan campers sat together with each other only um they were not to sit at all with the g1 or g2 campers um the g1 and the g2 campers sat together with their own camp group like the g1 campers together and the g2 campers on their own group as well you know just as the you know kahagan campers and counselors um hopefully that made some bit of sense out no <laughs> but yeah anyway on the bus ride this woman would be totally engaging with the campers and you know in such an amusing way to me like not just the Kahagan campers specifically but also to the other campers and the other two assigned camp groups like G1, G2 kind of thing yeah like if they were being like way too loud (laughs) and they were in most cases she would have them play this game called the quiet game <laughs> where she would give them a certain amount of time for the to like be quiet um in some cases i think the campers thought she was a bit vague on the whole be quiet thing uh, because they wouldn't know she was telling them to like be quiet like completely like you know no one should be talking like at all at all or 
maybe if they just should talk with with each other but maybe more quietly like almost like to the point of whispering or something and yeah i i always definitely assumed that she meant the second one that you know yeah of course they could talk to each other but you know just not like that loudly like they didn't have to like scream or shout like like yeah because most of the time they would be like screaming so damn loudly like it would even be a bit distracting to the bus driver on um so the bus driver on two occasions only um he had to make an announcement over the speaker to tell the campers to keep it down a bit and to listen to us counselors like listen to their counselors instructions to like you know be quiet (laughs) yeah so that's why the woman would make these campers play that quiet game and she would usually give them a certain time like you guys have five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes (laughs) yeah so one time i even joked that she should set the quiet time for the whole entire 40 minutes until we got to camp (laughs) but yeah it was a joke i mean like that would be impossible for kids in the bus to be quiet for the whole 40 minutes like that legit is not even realistic in the world with kids like at a summer camp but yeah but she would usually like do it in a round like i mean after the first five minutes then she would do 10 minutes for the second round and um if necessary maybe 15 minutes for the third round um, which wasn't always there but you know you get the idea but for the most part the campers did a great job in remaining quiet during those times you know like the first five minutes they were quiet and then the second round which was 10 minutes they were also quiet or you know talked more quietly with each other i mean well not so much like all the time uh but for the most part they usually did a great job at it so that's why the woman would usually like end the game after the 10 minute round and then they were you know like free to talk with each other you know just as long as they weren't like too loud of course like yeah (laughs) And, you know, it's just as long as they were always wearing their seatbelts. Like, obviously, yeah. And then, then she would have them play this other game where they had to, like, close their eyes for three to five minutes or something. or And then visualize themselves somewhere, like, literally anywhere at all. Um, sort of like a meditation kind of thing. So one kid, I think in... Kahagan. not sure if he was in my specific group i don't remember anymore who it was but he said that he once imagined himself at a beach in florida somewhere so yeah that was super hilarious to me like other kids would kind of fall asleep in the middle of that um but that's okay too like i too participated and when this woman would ask me where i imagined myself to be I'd be kind of creative enough to say a random place, like maybe in my room or something. I don't know. I guess I'm not that creative after all, huh? (laughs) Anyway, that was another game she would play with the campers. Yeah, in order to keep them from being so freaking loud on the bus and trying to distract the bus driver. (laughs) Um, The program, the girl who served as the program director, whom I talked about in the previous episode, um, she would often supervise us on the bus rides back to the Y building after the day camp. 
Um, so she would often get involved with telling the campers to keep quiet when necessary. And, you know, just looking after the bus once all the campers got off, you know, just to make sure that no one like forgot anything or or if any of the campers left like left behind their belongings or something. Yeah, which unfortunately had happened quite a few times. So yes, for this woman, she would come up with a very like fun game to make the campers think that they were gonna like marry each other. And I say marry in air quotes, um, because you know, it literally was just a game. It's not, you know, anything serious. Like Yeah, she would pick out random boys in the Kahagan group, of course. And then she would ask them which girl, you know, within Kahagan they would like to marry and again this was all just a joke you know just a game like none of these campers would actually like marry each other or at least i don't think so like you know it's just a game that everyone would enjoy and everyone enjoyed playing and would be engaged in (laughs) pun intended i guess (laughs) And also, I didn't really get the memo until today that the Chicken Wing song was actually a popular camp song for kids to sing to. Um, Because that's what most of the campers, you know, mostly the Kahagan campers, would sing along to a million times during each of the bus rides to camp and coming back from camp. And even during camp as well, you know, just sort of to make me laugh in a way. Because everyone's used to seeing me as the girl who laughs a lot. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's also what the group B, 1B campers at the YWCA where I worked this past summer would sing along to, and which would definitely like crack me up. Like, I can't help it. Just laugh every time, whenever I hear that song with the camper singing it. And um, I learned from the black woman who served who served as the assistant director of camp and after school at the YMCA that you know that the chicken wing song is a real song, you know that was sung by some YouTubers back in 2010. Yeah, I just looked it up and I was today years old when I learned that. <clears throat> I learn something new every single day, right? <laughs> yeah, so. That's one song that the Kahagan campers would sing along to in the bus, along with the famous YMCA song. Oh my god, yeah. That would literally, like, crack me up whenever they would sing each song, especially the YMCA song. That was, I don't know why that was hilarious to me, but it just was. And, um, by the way, this woman would use the timer app on her phone in order to keep track of the time that the Kahagan campers were playing the quiet game, like, you know, with the whole five minutes to ten minutes thing. Like, if she said five minutes for the first round, then she would obviously, like, time them with the timer app on her phone. And, you know, at some point, she asked me to keep track of the time for her by holding her phone and just, you know, paying attention to the campers if they were talking too loudly or screaming or whatnot. So yeah, that was very fun for all of us. <laughs> um, just one more thing I have to say about this woman uh, is that whenever 
we were getting closer to the camp or some area in the woods um since it was a bit of a bumpy ride for the bus driver to get through you know uncertain bumpy areas on the road um this woman would have all the campers you know not just the kahagan campers only but just every single camper on the assigned bus like she would have them all be thinking that they were on a roller coaster or something yeah like when the bus driver got to the bumpy areas of the road um this woman would scream out here comes the roller coaster or something like that i don't remember anymore but then everyone would literally like start screaming at the top of their lungs in a very excited way of course as if they actually were on a roller coaster or something like it was always like freaking hilarious to me like I never like screamed along with the kids but I would just be laughing my ass off out loud because this is how funny it was like that was the one and only time where the bus driver didn't mind our loudness at all um, because we were technically like getting closer to campsite anyway but he would still technically be driving so we did still have to be careful with how loud we were like yeah (laughs) but so once the bus driver like fully arrived at that specific campsite location then we counselors could call up our campers to get their belongings together um take off their seat belts and then line up well like stand up and then before line up um so since there were three camp groups in one bus at a time like so the g1 and g2 counselors were called their specific camp groups to line up first and head out of the bus before the kahagan counselors could call up their specific color groups to line up so the g2 counselor would call her group first then the g1 counselor and then within kahagan we had specific color groups like you know after this woman would call her green team campers to line up then i had to get my blue team campers to line up and follow me and then the two male counselors would get their own respective yellow and red team campers to line up and follow them as well and also we all had to like look back and see that our campers didn't like forget their shit like you know all their belongings everything with them like yeah so it was always organized in that way so as to avoid confusion and chaos um but the final point i was making about this woman is that she was able to engage the kahagan campers you know well enough to like actually believe they were on a roller coaster ride like whenever the bus driver would go down some bumpy areas in the wooded sections of the camp or location like these kids would scream their loudest which would definitely play into their excitement for camp that day like you know with all the upcoming activities and events and festivities yeah that would get them all hyped up for the day and this woman was certainly great at doing that like she really did have a sense of humor like so she wasn't really all that strict with me all the time or with the campers um she knew how to be laid back once in a while 
Um, so one of the girls in Kahagan, who was this generally well-behaved camper, and was at one point assigned to me in Team Blue. Um, she is an only child whose mom would always come to pick her up in the afternoons and drop her off every morning. Um, so this girl did bear a striking resemblance to her mom. And she is black, but she's very light-skinned, actually. Um, so, and which got me thinking that maybe her biological father was white or something. Her mom, too, is light-skinned. Um, but I could be wrong about, you know, the white side of her family. But anyway, she is a very pretty girl. Um, her hair was always worn in braids and she was generally very well behaved for the most part like never caused trouble always obedient like never cried like unless she was like hurt or anything but which is rarely ever and she is pretty tall for her age yeah for a six-year-old yeah she would always wear her swim cap every single day for swimming time so i do applaud this girl for that um yeah one time and yeah she was in my blue team at this time so i would always like be the one to sign her in in the mornings and sign her out in the afternoons um so when her mom came to sign her in one morning um she she once told me that this girl would get super excited whenever the woman would make all the kahagan campers think that they're on a roller coaster ride you know just because of the bumpy areas in the road that the bus driver would drive by to get to the exact camp location (laughs) so yeah um this woman came over to explain that the girls explained to the girl's mom that it was just her way of keeping the kahagan campers all pumped up and excited for camp for the day and the girl's mom said that she really appreciated that and her daughter especially enjoyed it the most (laughs) i don't think i would ever hear this girl scream that loudly like everyone else would Uh, but anisha was equally pumped and this woman would do a great job of keeping these kids all pumped up every day and that's i think that's pretty much all i have to say about her for now okay so now i'm gonna like talk more about the male counselors right now um day two did a great job of keeping the kahagan kids pumped up as well um they're both hispanic guys and they often like switch between taking over the red team and the yellow team um like one week it would be one guy with the red team and the following week the other guy would be with the yellow team um, it just depended on the circumstances. I mean, the circumstances and the supervisor's decision. I mostly stayed with the blue team, and the woman stayed mostly with the green team. Um, the black woman who served as the assistant director of camp and after school at the Y, um, she often supervised us in Cahagan. And um, depending on the supervisor's choice, um, she was assigned to a particular team color for the day. So in one instance, she was paired with me in the blue team. So it was her and I working together in the blue team. 
So I definitely wasn't all alone by myself with eight campers. This woman also supervised the other camp groups and counselors as well. Um, it just depended on where the supervisor had her assigned for the day. But I really truly liked it when this woman joined us in Kahagan. And I liked working alongside her too um, because she was a fellow woman of color. Uh, she's my sister. Well, obviously not by blood, of course, but yeah. Um, there's not much that I can say about each of the male counselors, except that they were just super great at doing their thing. On a few occasions, they have both been asked to fill in for the other male counselors in the other boys' groups, like B1, B2, and B3, um, depending on who was absent for the day. But for the most part, they were the main counselors for the Kahagan team. One of the guys was absent one day um, because he had gone for his road test that day and earned his driver's license once and for all. Well, he wasn't actually absent for that whole entire day. Like, he just happened to show up to camp a little later, like at around 1 o'clock or something. Like, he showed up to the campsite at Camp Oratum. And um, I think he was the one dating the girl who served as the arts and crafts specialist for all the campers. Um, because I saw his Instagram profile picture and I saw and I would usually see pictures of him and that girl together. Um, which got me thinking that they're maybe in a relationship or something and yeah I was right about that although they never like explicitly like showed it while we were working at camp um but I'll talk more about that girl in a little bit you know the arts and crafts specialist um <clears throat> sorry so I got this guy's Instagram from seeing his name under the program director girl's list of followers. Yep, cyberstalking at his finest. That's how I knew that he was in a relationship with that girl who served as the arts and crafts arts and crafts specialist to all the campers. Um, she's a very nice girl, and let me just talk about her briefly right now. So for art class, we would have to meet with her in the cabin that's right across from the beach. So on most days, the Kahagan campers would have art class after their first swimming lesson in which they were being taught some important moves by the lifeguards. <coughs> Sorry, my throat. Um, I have mentioned that there have been some times in which the girls in my group would take an eternity to get changed back into their regular clothes um, because they would be spending more time dilly-dallying and less time focusing on actually getting changed. And that obviously included the black girl camper whom I've talked millions of times about. And she was the one who... Um, flat out disobeyed me like when she ran off to the playground while the rest of the campers were 
lining up to use the bathroom across from the playground um yeah again we were only walking past the playground to use the bathroom um that never was my instruction to say go on to the swings or anything so that girl like disobeyed me flat out um but anyway whenever we would be changing back into the regular clothes um we would always have to wait an eternity for this girl to be fully dressed and have her shoes worn before we could proceed to the next activity under schedule um because there's no effing way that this girl could in her right mind could possibly think it was okay for her to be walking around camp barefooted um because we're mostly outdoors um so she always needed to put on her shoes first before we proceeded to the next activity under schedule which on some days was arts and crafts with the art specialist girl um so one time i mentioned that the girl you know the arts and crafts specialist once came up to my group at the beach just to let us know that we had our class next you know just like a brief reminder that hey you guys have me next kind of thing like she wasn't like super pissed off or anything thankfully she was actually calm you know just sort of reminding us about that and you know to this day i still credit her for patience and putting up with my group at that time and you know my own attempts to get my group to get changed more quickly and not keep this poor girl waiting any longer i mean she completely understood like i think she saw that i was only trying my best as the soul counselor Um, because unfortunately I always had to get other people involved in helping me speed up my campers including the other Kahagan counselors meaning the two guys who weren't as strict with me as the woman was thankfully when I saw my campers when I say my campers I meant the two girls in the group in my group Kahagan Blue there were five boys and two girls during most of the two-week sessions depending on whose last day of camp it was and all that jazz um in one session there were three girls and four boys or i think five boys i don't know anymore but anyway the black girl was the constant camper all throughout even during the extra week of camp called encore week which was from august 23rd to through august 27th it was always the two girls who held us up the most in terms of changing back into the regular clothes after each swimming time session like the boys would always be the first ones to get changed pretty quickly and wait very patiently and i really liked that and as badly behaved as only one of them was i still applaud the boys for getting dressed quickly and wasting absolutely no time at all but yeah this girl the art specialist um she completely understood where i was coming from um she was a great specialist like very amazing for the most part she had the campers in every single camp group let loose by drawing painting or coloring whatever they wanted 
sometimes she would assign them to a certain project such as writing out their names with some bracelets you know just like chains or bracelets like spelling out their names or something and maybe cutting out something making paper plates or paper airplanes you know stuff like that (coughs) sorry um just depended on what she wanted them to do and just all the fun usual creative stuff that you would expect an art teacher to assign you to um so she was amazing at that um i wasn't sure if she's on instagram um but if i can remember her last name it's something hispanic um i'll try my best to look her up again and see it kind of see if i can follow her on social media or linkedin or something um she is definitely in a relationship with the guy who was one of the male counselors in kahagan um i'm not following him on instagram but i do recognize his username and his profile picture so that definitely gave it away as for the other guy in Kahagan, I don't know if he's on Instagram at all or on any other social media or even on LinkedIn. All I can say about him is that he's a bit more muscular in terms of his physical stature. He is taller and he wears glasses. Um, he too is Hispanic, um, I think. Um, he's a super nice guy as well. Um, he's sometimes filled in for either the red team or the yellow team at least one time he was in charge of the green team i don't think i ever once saw him in charge of the blue team um just like i don't think i personally was ever in charge of the yellow team at all um it highly just depended on where the supervisor had us assigned for a particular day and um for the counselors it was based on who was present at camp and who was absent one day and yeah um i think that's all i'm going to have to say in this episode for now yeah i know i know i really do have hate it when i have to cut it so short um but if you know anchor you know their annoying recording time limit which is only one hour um i don't think i even used one hour at all um this is only 42 minutes and 30 seconds so far um (coughs) sorry um but even if i were to speak for another 10 minutes that would be 52 minutes and then three minutes after that which is 55 minutes that would be when they usually would send out their annoying reminder like oh you have five minutes and such and nonetheless i still would like to respect their rules um because you know rules are rules after all am i right or am i right (laughs) but yeah to sum this episode up i talked about my three co-counselors in my particular assigned camp group kahagan which included the woman and the two male counselors 
I also just talked a little bit about the girl who served as the arts and crafts specialist. Um, by the way, I think she and the male counselor in my Kahagan group are about 18 or 19 today. So they're obviously much younger than me. In, f- in fact, I feel like the rest of my co-counselors, um, except for this woman, of course, in my group Kahagan, um, that they are a bit younger than me. I'll talk about the rest of them as much I c- as I can in the Sunday episode, which is tomorrow. <clears throat> The art specialist is the only activity specialist whom I have talked about so far. When I get to the part where I talk about the other activity specialists, that's going to include the lifeguards for swimming, as well as the specialists and other activities around camp that I'm trying my best to remember, and also the camp nurses. Um, So yeah, just stay tuned to all that. Um, yeah, in the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, or just general constructive feedback about my show, please don't be afraid to hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, uh, Tumblr, what else? I don't know, Reddit? Is that even still a thing anymore? I don't know, but yeah, anywhere else on social media, um... I am most active on Instagram and I have two accounts. Um, my personal, which is Summer Girl of 97, that's S U M M E R G I R L O F 97, Summer Girl of 97, and my professional account, which is Sarah underscore journalist. Um, that's my name, Sarah. Spelt with an H at the end. Please do not forget that. Underscore and the word journalist. In the meantime, I wish y'all an amazing weekend. And um, be on the lookout for my Sunday episode tomorrow.